Um, speaking of scary movies, yeah. uh, our friend Joe Thompson is doing a scary movie run-up. Okay. Uh, to oh, Halloween. Yes. Where's he running? He's running up some bills, paying for movies to watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, that worked. And, uh, yeah, he... Uh, this is going to be a great segue. Okay. Right. Right, because uh, because he's looking for films directed and uh, directed by either sort of minority or, or or female directors. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think I know that many because not, the... not that many women or people of color get to sit in that chair. No, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, Mids. Oh no, wait, no. no I, I, no, like, I really want Joe to watch Midsummer just to talk to him about it. Um, but then I was like, oh no, that's just a white guy who directed that. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's one of those weird things where like um, even even like there are there are things like you know scores right. Mm. Even the Black Panther score is just a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. he's a very talented white guy. <laughs> I mean, sure. I'm not going to lie. He's, he's good at his job. He's one of the best. So is John Williams. I wouldn't pick yeah. him for Black Panther. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I would have I picked Ludwig Granson for Black Panther, though. Like, from what he did. It's a good score. It's pretty good. It's a good score. Um, but uh, anyway, anyway. Um, so I was just like, what horror films do I like that have been directed by women? And I'm just like, I can't think of any horror films like that haven't been directed by white dudes and then and then i googled it just to see if i knew any (laughs) and the film raw came up oh which is a horror film yeah about food yeah it is which is Mm. probably one of my favorite films about it's about eating it's about eating and consumption. <laughs> yeah, You're right. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of raw food. I wouldn't I eaten wouldn't, in raw. A lot of raw food. There's a lot of food. Yeah, yeah. Like not just not, not just people. Just people. Food, yeah. yeah, not just people that get eaten. And I'm, there's a bit where <laughs> spoiler. She, yeah. It's about cannibalism. The movie's about cannibalism. She eats people in it. Uh, there you go. Now um, you've been told. Oh, it's not a spoiler. Yeah, it's really, not, is it? Is it? You watch the trailer. You watch the trailer. She, yeah, takes, yeah. she takes a fucking chunk out of someone's arm in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be her own arm in the trailer. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was probably one of my favourite movies about food. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just seeing seeing that girl crunch down on a bit of rare chicken. <laughs> oh, oh. It's a good movie. Yeah. Do you know what one of my favourite movies about food is? No. Uh, the Princess Switch. The Princess Switch. That is, of course, Netflix's own Christmas rom-com movie. (laughs) Starring Vanessa Hudgens as two different (gasps) people. No, no, it's not the one we watched. And she she goes... Yeah, it's not the one we we watched the night before Christmas. (laughs) If you're just joining us, listeners, uh, we're talking about uh, movies about and involving food with Jennifer Garner. Hello. It's me. Um, So in The Princess Switch... The, the premise of it is that she has been invited there to um, to participate in a uh, worldwide baking competition to do mm. Christmas baking. Why is she a princess? Well, because... Uh, so Vanessa Hudgens... Ameri- I don't know what any of their names are. It's Vanessa Hudgens America and Vanessa Hudgens doing a British accent. Right, I see. Um, and the British accent of Vanessa Hudgens is the, the princess. She's she's due to marry the uh, a, a, a prince... Um, who is uh you know 
is pretty nice. But is she's he? not sure about it. She wants to she wants to experience the world before she gets married. She wants to go out and like mess about and have some fun like a poor person. Is this like is this like the lowest stakes Prince and the Pauper? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. She, she just wants to hang out with poor people before she gets married. Yeah. Yeah. And then she has to be right. that queen. Okay, so swaps Vanessa Hudgens. So she does a little swap do for like two Vanessa days. Hudgens swaps out for They Vanessa have to do Hudgens. different accents. You know, it was neck. fun, fun times. Um, and then it's okay because they switch back in time for the baking competition and the wedding. But <laughs> they learn some things about themselves along the way and also <laughs> fall in love. But so, food is involved. Right, okay. <laughs> it's awful. <That's, laughs> that does sound absolutely fucking atrocious. It's very, very good if you want to watch a movie and talk at the telly. Yeah. I, it's brilliant. I remember the, the night before Christmas being equally as, as bad. Yeah, that was rough, but there wasn't yeah. food involved in it, so it was and, slightly less engaging. And the Christmas Prince, is it? The Cri- oh, the Christmas Prince, like the whole trilogy. The whole fucking trilogy of Christmas movies. Oh. But we're getting off offhand. Yeah, we're moving on to Christmas movies. I thought that's the not... Christmas Prince were what you put down by the uh, by the by the chimney. Oh, in, in the glitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, to make I, it look and, like. And you bite, bite a carrot, and then you put, bite a, uh, the cookie and drink some of the milk. Yeah. yeah that's uh, speaking of milk, right? Yeah. I watched a scene in The Boys the other day of a man drinking milk that I was truly horrified by. Mm. It was it was the worst milk I think I've ever seen oh. drunk. Ugh. And this is including there's a scene in Minority Report where he drinks green milk. Like oh, yeah, that's green milk. That's I've heard they've doubled down on the feeling horrible about everything oh, in fucking the hell. season two. Like there is one shining light. In uh, in the boys season two so far, I'm only on episode two, and it's Stormfront. Yeah, the, who is the new villain, right? I don't know. Okay, I don't, she, she's there for seemingly no reason <laughs> in the first two episodes. She's there just to go, just to say what everyone else is thinking. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, milk. It, it's weird though <laughs> in, in Christmas, right? When if if. if if you just consider you've if you've got kids, right? Yeah. And you know, it's Christmas, so you're mm-hmm. heating the house quite thoroughly. Yeah. Right? You don't want the house to be too cold. What you're doing is leaving milk out overnight. <clears throat> right? But of course to complete the illusion, you've got to drink the milk. Yeah. Here's the question. Firstly, when do you drink the milk? Right, because you don't want a kid coming downstairs and being like, "I'm hungry," and seeing that milk's already drunk, but you haven't, fit, you know, like they haven't got their mm-hmm. presents or whatever. Right, um, kid come downstairs while it, it's sort of mid putting the presents. Yeah, for for any of kids listening, Santa isn't real. Yeah, it's your parents putting your presents. Tom, out. there are no kids listening. Uh, it would be amazing if there were. We 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 routinely flag this podcast as explicit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but like. Right. Firstly, when do you drink the milk? Secondly, yeah. mm-hmm. do you leave? Arguably worse, do you leave the kind of slurry at the bottom of the milk? You know how milk leaves a residue on the on the glass. Mm. Yeah, you can never get all the milk. Yeah. Right? yeah. Do you leave that to sit out in the heating all night? Yeah, you've got to make it authentic. Or there, you, there is a way around this, Matt, and it is just pouring the milk down the drain. Doesn't matter about drinking. Yeah. Is do I have to then leave milk to go horrible in the bottom of a glass overnight? You just sort of Yeah. I mean you wash the glass. Yeah, but the kids are gonna then know that the glass has been washed. 
you leave it out. Yeah. Let the kids see it, and then you do a big wash. And then you it. wash it. And the kids are like, "Oh, what's this mold growing in the bottom of this?" <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I don't think mold will grow on a glass. Yeah, how fast do you reckon night. mold takes takes oh, out? Long. It's not that long in a warm house with just milk. Is milk the thing that people leave out for Father? So listen, I I never I never believed in Father Christmas. I can tell. <laughs> just love how this has turned into Christmas. It has. This is taking the a middle turn. of September. Oh, sorry, that's my fault. I'm, listen, I'm excited about Christmas shopping. What can I say? Um, so, I never. I is milk the thing? I thought milk was the thing American people leave out. Like milk and cookies is a very American combination in my head. Sure. Well, you do tend to do sherry, isn't it? Oh yeah, sherry. That's a thing. Sherry's, so and that, that, that'll last pissed. longer on the mantelpiece. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Sherry famously. Mold after an hour. <laughs> Sherry is actually made mm. of mold. Yeah, mm. you've got to you've got to down it within the hour. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. if What's it go if it goes moldy, it's a mold that will kill you. Without yeah. within an hour of opening the bottle, that's that's the risk. We dr- that's the that's the <laughs> yeah. you see old people drinking it, just like oh yeah, I love a bit of excitement, mate. This, <laughs> this could kill me. Rolling yeah. the dice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling those sherry dice. Um every Christmas. Yeah, yeah, but you are right. It is an American thing to do with with milk. I don't know. I, I guess maybe they put, like... I can't remember what we used to leave. I'm sure we left a glass of milk out with a mince pie. Mm, a mince pie is yeah, a classic, isn't it? A mince, mince pie, pie and a carrot. Yeah. Whereas I think in the US, though, like, it's definitely milk and cookies. Yeah. Mm. Milk, cookies, and, a, and potentially a carrot. Mm. Whereas, yeah, for us, it was mince pie, carrot, and then um, a glass of sherry. Yeah. You know what I really... My favourite part about all that is leaving, like, a bit of the carrot left. Like, like he's taking it upstairs to the reindeer, let them eat a bit of it, and then throwing the rest back down. Like, they can get rid of that. <laughs> or, better yet, Rudolph has fucking shoved Come his down head the down chimney. the chimney. <laughs> like a giraffe. <laughs> 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 I yeah. heard there were some carrots down <laughs> like you can only have one bite to prove I, I love how your parents could right this is for pe- any parents watching who are like I want to want to make the magic of yeah. Christmas just after you've eaten the carrot or whatever I don't think you eat the, you just sort of munch on it don't you you yeah. take a lovely bite out of it could it you just hurl it up onto the roof <laughs> <laughs> and then in the morning you can show your kids how much effort you've put in <laughs> you can show your kids the indentation where yeah. snow has covered the carrot yeah by, by taking them outside in their pyjamas and going look at that <laughs> look how high dad can throw <laughs> the, the carrot is up on the roof my god um <laughs> But so food. Sp- speaking of milk, okay. um, uh, Conor Lavelle, or mm-hmm. uh, Mavis's existential crisis, mm-hmm. um, has tweeted us about uh, a certain scene in the Alien movies. Well, we asked, oh. didn't we? We asked, we asked yeah. if anyone had any uh, any uh, pervading memories of food in movies. Because this week, we, uh, um, if you listen to the latest scenes, mm-hmm. the, the episode's already available. Yeah. Um, but we did food movies, but there aren't that many f- explicitly food movies, right? No. There's only a few. It's not really a genre. There's Willy Wonka. Yeah, there's Willy Wonka. There's, like, um, Ratatouille. Ratatouille, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm Chef. Come... Chef, a yeah. banger. I'm going to come out and say that a lot of Hallmark rom-coms <laughs> uh, uh, centre around food. Yeah. A lot of competition movies centre around food. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Food competitions are like the the predominant thing, and that's also that's a very big theme in a lot of Hallmark rom coms. They've I, got to have some sort of you know tension between two people who hate each other, but I, then they have to go and bake a cake together. And I, they love, I love I love how the film Kinky Boots came to mind when you said competition films. I was like, that's not about food. <laughs> King of Boots is a musical. Is that, is it is, musical it's a musical King now, Boots. yeah. Right, I, yeah. I, I see. I, I'd never heard of the movie King of Boots before I heard of the musical King of Boots. Oh, it's, it's, about sexy uh, boots. it's, it's got, uh, what's his name in? Danny Jr.? No. No, no I'm going to kiss, uh, kiss, bang, bang. Chir- Chiwetel Ejiofor. Okay. Oh, is it? And uh, Joel Egerton. Oh, ah, nice. Both, I, I think it's set in rural Yorkshire, so I don't know what, Either of those guys. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah, I think he's from London. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's um, it's a fun movie from what I remember. Mm. Uh, so um, yes. Connor Labelle re- well just copied the copied the tweet to us. Uh, this is from Matt Lubchansky or at Lubchansky. My name is Ridley Scott, and I love only one thing. Filling androids with a milky substance. Do not talk to me unless it's about <laughs> robot milk. Thank you. <laughs> so I, Quoted I, from the set of Alien. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't remember androids being filled with milk yeah. in, in Alien. It's it's pretty grim. Yeah. I yeah. um I have seen Alien yeah. once. Yeah. Uh, a Ian, long time ago. Ian and Holm gets his head ripped off and it's just a He's covered he's in a full, white, full milk. milky substance. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It's vicious. Michael Fassbender also filled with a white, milky substance. <laughs> it's just, is it just sort of like these androids were balloons full of, <laughs> full of fluid? Pretty much, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go through a few more we got here. Uh, top picks. Top picks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Connor Vanell also said, uh, "I appreciate Inglorious Bastards for featuring not one but two incredibly tense scenes that take place over the consumption of cream-based desserts, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is incredible." Thinking about it, um, the strudel with cream and the farmer's milk—if that counts—that's another thing we got quite a lot of. Um, because this is the first time I've asked for like a specific, yeah. just sort of, what's your favourite scene from yeah. this kind of genre of movie? And everyone who's who's put a suggestion of gone does this count like it's like yeah it counts yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the point <laughs> it's just like I, I love how with with tiles it's it's just like yeah we'll just chuck a load of <laughs> yeah. shit there are no rules yeah there are no rules <laughs> however <laughs> once you're asking for specific scenes oh. how many Bruce Bogtrotter cakes did you get oh I, I put up the uh, boost that was the uh, example I, I used but, but that's a great example I mean um, I think I, and I, Bog Trotter. I put it in the post but like every kids movie that sticks in your head oh. and has a formative effect mm. at least like 90% of them have a very visceral food scene Whenever I make a roast chicken, I think of the the roast from Muppet's Christmas Carol. I was just thinking that, yeah. Mm. Muppet's Christmas Carol, an iconic kids movie. Yes. That just it's Rizzo dancing on it as it's going around, it looks so juicy. <laughs> yeah. And it's just oh. and, and and it's very much like it ha- it features very centrally a really it's a Muppets movie. Yeah. They could be eating Muppet food, but they're not. They're eating, <laughs> they're eating really tasty looking food. Um and it's the same with like Hook. Yeah. Like there's there's a reason that that scene mm. features so prominently is because everyone wants to eat that lovely lovely mush. 
That yeah. Play-Doh looks absolutely disgusting. It doesn't. It, it looks it, delicious. I don't think it looks that nice. No. I don't like the multicolored aspect, but I hate cake icing. The first, and, and here's the thing, though. The Play-Doh isn't all the food. Mm. The mm. first thing you see in that is this enormous, undefined meat. Yeah, It's a big roast. Oh, and it's just got, like, a, a weird right angle of, like, bone, and it's just, like, but it's, like... Uh, just steaming mm. it's completely steaming and then you know there's a big block of cheese that for some reason has the big kid's um, face imprinted in it does it? yeah and it's got his name as well that's amazing like, but it's an indent as in it's like a cast so it's not <laughs> it's not like it's not like it was he put his face in it and done a, done a dent there's a face coming out of it, which is his face, and oh. his name in the side. That is so weird. <laughs> really Rufio. Weird. No, no, no. The, yeah. the, the big kid that turns Brown into a kid. big can- a cannonball. Cannon- cannonball. Yeah, that fella. <laughs> what um, a strange scene. <laughs> what that. a really strange that, scene. The kid that holds onto his legs and gets rolled down a gangplank at the end. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one with the... He's got a beret with a the little... The one who's little... made the new... He's the new pan. At the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New pan. Spoilers for Hook. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet. Actually, you might not have seen it yet. Go and look, watch Hook. It's good. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, it's banging. For, from all the web of the stage, we've got... Uh, does most of the scenes involving Robert Downey Jr. and Avengers count an answer, uh, as an answer? Um, Is that because he's a snack? I understand he made eating snacks an important character choice for Tony. <laughs> he did. That bit where he um where he's offering uh Bruce Banner blueberries is is just Danny Jr. eating on mm. set because he's got no self control. But there's a ton of like it's it's not even in Avengers. Yeah. Like across all of the films, he's eating stuff. He's like Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven, but all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the, I I looked up gifts for Tony Stark eating and there was one from every one of the movies. <laughs> well, he's eating a burger when he says, I am Iron Man, isn't he? Uh, no. Is he not? He says, I am Iron Man at a press conference. Yeah, he's eating a burger at a no, press no, conference. No, no, no. It's, it's, the same, it's the same building, it's the same room. But it's a different side of the movie. Different side of the movie, yeah. He gets back from uh, the Middle East. It's parallel. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I want a cheeseburger. Right, and he um, did, yeah, he does a yeah, yeah, which is uh, which is reflected at the end of Endgame, where oh. his daughter goes, "I want a cheeseburger." Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. What that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, uh, yeah. It's All right, you know, deep uh, like that was not a deep cut that anyone needed. <laughs> it, it was. To be fair, I didn't know that, and still happy being like, "I'll get you as many cheeseburgers as you want, mate." <laughs> Weep like a child. Yeah, John Favreau just saying, "I'll get you as many," and like. In his experience, he owns like quite a few restaurants. I, I think he does. Yeah, he's so he could, he could definitely get a fucking cheeseburger. Well, John yeah. Favreau does. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like the, the actor isn't telling the little girl he'll get as many cheeseburgers. I'm pretty as sure at this point it yeah, is. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, Sometimes I think John Favreau could could be Guy Fieri. If they were going to do a biopic about Guy Fieri, sure, you'd, you'd cast John yeah, Favreau, you would, wouldn't you? you? You'd cast John Favreau. Like in my head, they, yeah. in my head, yeah. they're the same person. But it's like Guy Fieri is like when you got the the new accessories pack on the Sims, you can do more exciting stuff. Why? Why is anyone making a biopic about Guy Fieri? <laughs> Listen, uh, Guy Fieri is an interesting dude. He's quite an interesting guy and uh, quite a nice man, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I wanna, I wanna go to Flavor Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still go to Flavor Town. Um, yeah, Guy Fieri is kind of like um, if. Uh, 
if, if John Favreau was a massive fan of both Smash Mouth and the Insane Clown Posse. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good description. <laughs> For those who don't know what Guy Fieri looks like, but they know what John Favreau and the other two things are. <laughs> and the other two things are. Yeah, then then yeah, you've got a, you've got Guy Fieri bang on there. Tips. Ice tips. tips. Iced tips. What else? Uh, frosted tips, isn't it? Frosted, frosted tips. tips. Yeah, it's frosted tips. That's what it's really called. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, he hasn't really updated his style since 2001. He doesn't need to. He's got a flaming He's shirt. He's got a flame, flame grill shirt. He's got a flame shirt. And, uh, and, and frosted tips, and he's, he's sticking with them. Um, like, what the, what, the, what the food vibes are there in movies? Ooh, um, oh, I just had one. It's believe or gone, hasn't it? Quite enjoyed how Chicken Run made <laughs> food threatening. Yes, that was good. Yeah. That was very that, yeah. That pie machine terrifying. The chopping yeah. of carrots was mm. felt really quite quite mm. threatening and um any any other movies where where the production of food has become threatening. Uh, uh, Homecoming, Spider Man Homecoming. Oh yeah. Um, isn't isn't uh when he's in the kitchen? Isn't he like finishing off cooking and it's really sort of like he's like got the vulture's got a knife. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just like, there's no fucking food there's in a, <laughs> Homecoming. There's a lot of that though, like using food, uh, particularly to signal like a bad guy. Yeah. Like gluttony being a villain trope is a mm. big use of food in movies. Yeah, Breaking Bad does it with um, Senor Ding Dong. Those those first. Senor Ding Dong. That's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> with those first episodes where his his his. You know the the, the bad guy is mm. making him a oh like a sandwich, a sandwich, yeah, or yeah. a burrito, or whatever it is he's doing. Yeah, um, Fargo and... does it brilliantly as mm. well. Uh, Dexter as well. Oh yeah, Dexter's yeah. great. The, the, the intro to Dexter is doing normal things violently. Yeah, um, it's making a lovely breakfast, but it it, it feels weird. I, I can't believe we brought we, we brought villains and food and not talked about Hannibal Lecter. True. I, I guess I haven't seen yeah. any of the. In fact, no, you know what? I've seen Silence of the Lambs, but it's not in it. He's not in it. It's like... What? Hannibal Lecter's like, not in Silence of the Lambs? He's not. He's, he's like, a bit. He's fo- featured a lot Liar. less than I thought he'd Liar. be. <laughs> he's featured in it a lot less than I thought he'd yeah, be. Yeah, to say he's... how much people focus on him in that yeah. movie, yeah. that's not the point. He's not a major part of that movie. Yeah. I did finally watch Red Dragon with Edward Norton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Recently. Mm-hmm. That's a... Banger, yeah, yeah. That's an absolute yeah. banger, and that starts with um, Hannibal Lecter getting annoyed at someone in a in an orchestra, and then oh. it cuts to it cuts immediately to a dinner party at his house with everyone talking about well, how much it's a shame that people keep going like they've lost a cellist and a flutist already this week, <laughs> and and then he's just like serving them this food, and it you just know you just know <laughs> that there are people on the table and you don't know where they are <laughs> and it's brilliant like uh, the whole of the TV show does it as well mm, it's so great uh, the oh. uh, he's definitely the most interesting part of Silence of the Lambs I hang about I I just Jodie Foster's whole like determination well, I mean, she's the main oh, character. She's great. So it's brilliant. She's got to be interesting. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter might as well just be an informant. I disagree yeah. with but, that thesis, Tom, yeah. that the main character has to be interesting. This is true. I've we... seen a lot of movies where that's not the case. Yeah. yeah. 
the first the first one that came to mind was Blade Runner. Hey, hey, Roger Howard's character is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he is the main character in that movie. Um, <laughs> if you watch Blade Runner and just take out Harrison Ford's scenes <laughs> until the end, yeah. and it is just Roger Howard just. <laughs> slowly losing his friends in Los Angeles and going, why is this person <laughs> killing them? Just have a montage of Roger Howe watching through a season, looking at a screen and superimpose mm. all of Harrison Ford's scenes onto that screen so you can watch Rutger Howe, uh, sorry, you can watch Harrison Ford killing Rutger Howe's friends <laughs> and then you just cut to the end where he's chasing him. <laughs> trying to think. Um, oh, uh, Ross... Originals uh, gave us a scene from Chocolat. Ah, uh, um, yeah, Chocolat. Which, which I watched, and I've never seen Chocolat, but... Tom, the... don't pronounce the T. Chocolat. 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 giving us a scene from Chocolat. He's given us a scene from Chocolat, because that's how it's spelt. <laughs> like, the French must just see T's and go... Mm. <laughs> that is how they work. Nardo day, nardo day. Is that a French accent? Nardo day. I'm just trying to do not today, but in French. Right. Nardo day. <laughs> because they don't see T's. I mean, that would be new day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> new day. Have you seen the new film E? By Steven, <laughs> by Steven Spielberg. I think, I, actually, I think it's called Eh. Eh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no, it's just the, eh. isn't it? Uh, it's and. And, yeah, that's the one. I was just like, film and. It's le. Why is the Steven Spielberg come out with a movie called And? I don't know. Was <laughs> that that avant garde. What did I call E.T.? Oh, yeah, knockoff E.T. is. Uh, it's the oh what did I fucking call it it just made me laugh so much um, knock off E.T. knock off E.T. Paul no 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 um, it was uh, Red Finger the alien from the woods <laughs> <laughs> oh god just coming up with knock off film title anyway that good. scene from Chocolat That's, yes yeah, yeah. it's gonna be the most life's a pitch scene anyone's linked to us it's pretty it's pretty life's a pitch yeah like I mean out of context it totally I'm sure and I was you know I was around when that film was popular mm. and I was sort of watching it going in and out of the living room as people were watching it on VHS yeah and so I have a, a vague idea of what it's about mm -hmm. but out of context that scene is fucking wild <laughs> Um, would you like context, or do we not need context? No, I don't think we need context. I think I, I'm just going to describe it. Okay. And it is just a, it's just really, really good shots of chocolate being made. Yeah. Like very good. Oh my god, it looks. I could taste the sugar like, and the sickening. I'm of pretty it. sure the 35 percent of the Oscar came from just that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the whole audience's mouth watering. Yeah. At, uh, at the at the shots of chocolate, and it's chocolate being made. While Alfred Molina is eating, just rolling around in chocolate, like just chocolate bars and stuff like that, eating bits and crying <laughs> and also laughing. So he comes, he comes in um, and uh, he sneaks in to where all the chocolate's been prepared at night. Yeah. Um, you see him like breaking in or sneaking in behind a, a, a curtain. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's into the front window or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He goes into the front it's all, display. It's all kind of that, that display of the shop. It's got a and sexy then, lady made out of chocolate in the display window. And he goes in with a hammer. Oh, I forgot about up. that. Actually, it's not a hammer. It's a knife. Oh, it's an ornamental <laughs> knife. Okay. He's going ah. ah he's ah, hacking ah, this thing to pieces. This is dabbing this stuff. this uh, kind of chocolate lady yeah. um, to pieces. And then, uh, as he's doing so, some of the chocolate dust or a, a fleck of the chocolate gets on his lip, and he goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that starts... shot of his mouth was <laughs> the most. Like, in fact, like setting up that take, but like, all right, all right, listen, Doc Ock, we just need you to really just wobble Ock. your tongue over that, but like really, really, really geek it out, would you? Really make it last while we focus on your mouth. It's hideous. I hate it. I love how you can. I love how you can watch that scene and go, I know why he got cast as a Sam Raimi Spider-Man villain. <laughs> he's fucking hamming up eating chocolate. The emotional yeah, range. Yeah. It's accurate. Because he starts just, he gets that one little bit and then he tries some more and then he just starts shoveling it into his mouth while crying (laughs) and laughing and crying. Yeah. And then the montage just ends. Well, yeah, Yeah. because it's just, it's it's the peak of a a sort of, you know, a through... uh, A fit of peak, you might say. A fit of peak. A little, it's, you know, it's the peak of a bit of plot within the movie. Mm. Because it's about... You know, she's in this reserved French town where everybody's incredibly religious, Ooh. and chocolate's bad and tempting. Yes. And also, I think she's a traveller or knows travellers, so they don't like outsiders. What you're saying is it's the, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, it's, yeah. but for chocolate <laughs> instead of a Hunchback. <laughs> yeah, That's right. a very confusing oh, statement. Yeah, to make. Okay. <laughs> if if you took the Hunchback of Notre Dame and replaced the Hunchback of Notre Dame and Notre Dame with chocolate and a, a, a woman made of chocolate and the chocolate shop. Yeah. Then you you get you get chocolat and it yeah. wins an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, he's so mad about being tempted by the chocolate that he has to stab it, and then that's why he's crying because he's so upset that he's enjoying it so much, and now he's never going to get into heaven because he ate all that chocolate. Yeah, and 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 this fire, hellfire, is playing in his head as yeah. he's eating the chocolate. Chocolate, dark chocolate. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's a real banger of a song. Milk yeah. chocolate, <laughs> <in> my soul. <laughs> from uh, from Alison Jackson, my auntie. She's uh, given as an example Bridget Jones eating ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Um, I hate that movie. A lot. <laughs> I <laughs> scrubbed it from my brain. Yeah. I, the the best food moment in Bridget Jones for me is is towards the end where um, she's trying to make dinner for her friends because it's. Her birthday? No, mm. she's trying to dinner for her friends, and Colin Firth comes over, and she's tied the leeks together with a blue string. So she's turned the leek soup she's tried to make blue, um, and Colin Firth is very charming and and helps her make some decent food. And then um, he punches Hugh Grant in the face, and Hugh Grant throws him into a bowl of spaghetti. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love food that movie from Bridget Jones so much. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know that film featured so much food because it is a choice, it isn't it? It yeah. is a choice for. Um, a director, screenwriter, mm. to feature food in their movie. Yeah. Um, mm. You have to think in set dressing, in timing, in mm. your storyboarding, mm. what is here? What are these characters eating? 
how are they eating it? Yeah, well, that's, and that's are we going to feature that? Right, because it's yeah. not you. You very rarely see people just kind of munching away in a corner. So it's, yeah. it's something Tarantino does really well. Um, weirdly, in quite a lot of his. Uh, films there is a scene where someone is eating food yeah mm-hmm. uh, and it tells you a lot about the character like um uh samuel jackson in pulp fiction now that is a tasty burger like he's he's barged into these people's house mm. and just gone can i have some of your burger please <laughs> yeah. and he eats it looking him dead in the eyes and it's like fucking hell this yeah. guy's and then slurps down the the coke um, I think there's another scene that comes to mind the um, Kurt Russell in Death Proof who the nachos he's eating mm. the nacho supreme platter he's mm. chomping down on yeah. I have never seen a nacho plate like that before every time I watch it I'm just like I want to fucking eat some nachos yeah. this leads to the next question which is if you could take a single item of food out of a movie and just have it. Yeah. What would it be? Oh god. Death proof nachos. Yeah. Fucking that's, hell. I mean that's that's the shout. Yeah. Cause I'm really I'm I'm genuinely like I know I could do better than this, right? I know I could get more out of this, but but the scene in the mask oh. with the cocktail, right? So there's a bit where he's he's there's mobsters in this in this bar yeah. called the Coco Bongo Club, <laughs> um, and uh, he is you know he's just got the mask back from from the bad guy yeah uh, and uh, they shoot it they shoot at him yeah um, with with the with their Uzis and stuff and um, <laughs> this is this does not feature food <laughs> like it it, it that, features a like, drink ten percent of it is yeah. food um, and. <laughs> No, but the problem is that cocktail he drinks yeah. looks so good. Yeah. They shoot at him. He um, he dives behind uh, at the, the bar, mm. comes out from the bar as um, the mask, as the mask, and says, "Did you miss me?" And then takes this delicious-looking orange cocktail. <laughs> it looks so refreshing, like the best alcoholic drink I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm. Drinks it, and it pours out of the bullet holes in his chest, and he goes, I guess not! <laughs> um, which is, you know, the second best joke in the film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> watch, watch the movie for the first best joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you watched the movie recently. Yeah, yeah. You enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I cool. would rank those jokes in that order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I feel like Bruce Bogtrotter's cake is a sort of it's too obvious. Like it's it's, the, <laughs> it's everybody's answer. Even yeah. though, like because it's used as a sort of torture in the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it's too much of a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, and that's it the is. thing. Would you? Is it because you feel like okay, if I could just help Bruce here, right? <laughs> Now that would be nice, but no, it's just because it just looks so moist and delicious. It does. It looks very kind of like that kind of sloppy chocolate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. like a proper like chocolate fudge cake. Mm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, that you want it like a nice big slice of it heated it's, up with ice cream. It's so shining, and which I've got to say, and uneven. Mm, it's a as good well. thick ganache. Yeah. Who's making Trunchbull just a full cake? That feels. Cook. Yeah, but why? Because it was her birthday. No, no, I don't. Oh, wasn't I don't it? F- I don't think she mentions it's a birthday. I think she's just that was my she's cake. My cake. Maybe <laughs> what I'm cake? like, listen, that's not all right. Just to, at school, make the school cook make you a cake. 
That's trunchful, though, isn't it? If you watch Matilda, she swings a girl round by her pigtails. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's room. not the worst thing she's not really playing by the rules. No. Yeah. Yeah. And it is insinuated that she she killed Miss Honey's dad. So, uh... Also, the cook likes her and she clearly hates the children as well. Yeah, yeah okay. She's, yeah, she's on fine. side. So yeah. she's... Cookie! <laughs> oh. Watching that old woman carry that cake out is such a like, visceral memory in my mind. Right. I found the the scene. Oh yeah. The the nacho scene. Okay. Look at those yeah. fucking nachos. No. Oh. That cheese looks like it's wet. Oh. So here's this is a very good example Oof. of of a phenomenon that I really enjoy. So I hate the noise of people eating there's like a genuine name for it that i can't think what it is i'm not to the point where i like have a proper freak out but if i hear it i i do consider how quickly i could kill and dispose of that person's body <laughs> it's something that pops into my mind and then i push it away yeah um and i really like how tarantino does it like with that and also like in fargo the it's always villains viscerally eating food and always doing it as messily and as noisily as possible in that shot he has wet hand. It's yeah. disgusting. It is. He's he's chomping down on it's, it like a lion chomping down on a carcass. It's disgusting. It's awful. Yeah. Like it <laughs> and makes and you hate it. him. Every, every time I look at that scene, I was like, I can taste the jalapenos. Yeah. <laughs> it it just looks incredible. That that and um, again, it's all it's always villains mm. uh, as well in the transit, like uh, the um, milk scene in. Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. Do, do we think maybe that Tarantino has a similar thing as Jenny? Which mm. is to say, Tarantino goes, oh, here's a way to establish that they're bad. Um, <laughs> have them eat, messily eating. Maybe. I don't, I just, I don't, I bet he likes it. And that's why he puts it in there. So if it's only villains, then, yeah. then like... It is. Tarantino's it is, got a lot of hate to go around, like you know. It is like a power move in films to be eating. Yeah, to mm-hmm. be eating something. Sure, biting into an apple is the the mm. biggest sort of like casual, uh, flippant dismissal that you yeah. can do. Strangely enough, JJ um, Abrams said that exact thing. It's sort of like eating an apple makes the character cocky. They're, they're com- yeah, yeah. Confident, confident, overconfident. Yeah. Um, that's why Kirk is eating an apple when he's doing the Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. He's just ah. chomping down on an apple because he knows he's about to win. Yeah. Um, How many apples do you reckon Chris Pine ate? <laughs> a lot. A lot. It's like Every take, it was a new apple. Yeah. Because he had to throw it away, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, no, was he just... Uh, I can't remember that what scene. What an interesting but... cinematic piece of language. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, if, you, if you're going into the kind of lexicon of film... Uh. That is something that's there that nobody's really claimed. No one made mm. that. You you do find it in films where someone's like sort of taking an apple uh, as well. That's the thing that having to just rubbing it on your chest. It's something mm. it's something just sort of immediately establishes you as sort of quite confident. Yeah. Um sort of All I need all I need to start my day is this. Yeah. yeah. Like I've got everything I need. It's almost like a um a sort of like way of saying I'm prepared yeah. yeah I'm prepared for what's to come because I have every, I, I know I've got everything psychologically or equipment and stuff mm. and now all I ha- and now I have something to keep me going for the next act I'm going to do it's also if you're in the middle of a conversation you're eating not all of your um, attention is going on the conversation mm. so you're already sort of 
what's the term? Sort of, you're you're already kind of confident that the plan or something, or or just in what you're saying. There's a yeah. power. There's, or, you, you put yourself uh, like on a in a higher position. Uh, there's a power yeah. dynamic yeah. towards the the subject matter, right? Mm. So if you know, for instance, um, someone's eating. There's a heist description going on and someone's eating during that yeah baby driver i think has this yes um, um uh he's not eating is he not no no he is um he's playing around <laughs> he's, he's he's playing the piano the um, his imaginary piano i feel like one of the people is eating though like in mm. one of the in one of the highest plans i want to say jamie fox is chomping down on something i, feel but like I don't know yeah. if that, I've, I've not seen it recently enough to know um but like yeah if there's someone making a, a, a heist plan and someone's eating yeah. what that means is that person's got a snarky thing they're about to say yeah and it's like it's not gonna work yeah and it again it 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 puts the character on a higher sort of pedestal or, or like in in the terms of death proof just sort of makes them a bit uneasy mm. makes them a bit threatening uh same with inglorious bastards as well yeah and the hands drinking the milk and it's, it's just a very unsettling thing yeah to, to watch this man drinking milk and in, in like weirdly in the boys i was just like fuck milk is horrible to watch people drink yeah that day of drinking milk does make me feel sick yeah <laughs> like Ugh. Yeah, I don't think I don't think like a lot about uh, milkshakes. Fine, but like milk itself, I'm just like. <laughs> it's yeah. a specific kind of milk he's drinking in the boys, and it's it's not good. Oh, oh <laughs> um, Star Wars, Last Jedi, yeah. Last well, Jedi? Star Wars in general, blue milk. Oh yeah! Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> that's that's the longest setup and payoff of a joke I've ever seen. <laughs> like the blue milk in, in Amberu's blue milk. Yeah. Is one thing, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I want to try Amberu's blue milk, and then like you see where it comes. You from. see where it comes from, and it's a weird Loch Ness monster mm-hmm. with big tits. Well, I mean. You look at cows and you're like, you wouldn't drink it straight from the udder, would you? <laughs> no. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's weird. Really yeah. weird. Yeah. Horrible. And also, where did Amberu get that milk from? She's on a desert planet. It's it's an import, isn't it? She's <laughs> it's apparently, Tatooine yeah. imports. It's no yeah. wonder they're poor. Yeah. She's importing blue milk from, <laughs> from an island planet. You've got to have little luxuries. <laughs> She's importing blue milk from a monastery. <laughs> There's bound to be a fucking Wikipedia entry entry about where she gets the blue milk from. I bet there is. Oh, don't uh, if there's a Wikipedia entry about the guy whose skull is in the Rancor cave, <laughs> there's a fucking Wikipedia entry about the blue milk yeah. where it comes from. There's a whole character arc as a, a, a man struggling to smuggle blue milk to Tatooine. <laughs> Mandalorian because, season two because his wife <laughs> because his wife's got a great illness that comes it, from the mines of Kashyyyk. No, 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 no. That 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 guy, that smuggler is is not is not married because he is the coolest fucking smuggler in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he he wears a waistcoat and and has fifty guns and a jetpack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like baby, Yoda. he's like Dash Rendar. Okay. <laughs> Got those Maybe giant it was Dash shoulder. Rendar. Maybe it was Dash Rendar <laughs> with the big, with the big bandolier shoulder pads yeah. and the jetpack and the gun. The, you know, you know Dash Rendar. You know Dash Rendar. The combination of every Star Wars character in one. Yeah. <laughs> I've just thought of a really funny food scene from Star Wars uh, where where Padme's uh, Padme and Anakin they're on Naboo, they're sat at a dining table. Mm. 
sort of across from each other. And uh, she's about to, like, sort of dig into this, like, pear it's fruit, that fruit thing. thing yeah. yeah. And Anakin just grabs it with his force powers, <laughs> cuts off, like, a little sliver, and then just goes, here, you can have this. <laughs> well, he has the rest of it. It's like... No. <laughs> I hate him so much. I have the whole of that. <laughs> I would like I would like that to happen once. Yeah. And then the second time, um Padme's done what uh the fella from The Princess Bride does with poison. Uh <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of other food Star Wars uh Star things. Wars isn't about food really, is it? Like <laughs> Star Wars right. Star Trek um, does it. Mm. Star Trek it's, it's yeah like it's it's either used as like a show it's either used in a power way or in a nourishment way like in a very like kind of nurturing mm. sort I like of thing. that it's kind of for me in Star Trek in the, in the shows at least mm. food is used to um, uh, to describe feelings of home and feelings of like f- alienness right yes. because I actually think weirdly enough Star Trek struggles to make things alien, feel alien, mm-hmm. right? Because you've got so many different races just popping in and out yeah. that nothing feels strange, right? It's just like you, you feel at home where you are. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, any race could pop up and you just like, it's like, you know, you've got Jean Luc doing his, doing his talk to, uh, like, the captain's log, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next shot is in the transporter room um, and just whatever could come out of there and you're like all right cool hello uh i wonder what your what what your deal is right you don't feel that they're alien um food is used to either you know make chocolate mousse for diana troy Mm. for that feeling of home that indulgence Mm. or it's made for like kapla you know the, the the Klingon food, mm-hmm. where like Will Riker's over on on the exchange with the Klingon vessel, and like mm. um, he's they're like, are you gonna eat it? Because it's all wriggling and it's all like slimy and stuff. Squirming, and he's like, absolutely, yeah. I'm gonna eat it. Oh, past the Schlachagen. I think I think I've got the king of food scenes now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, now you mention now you mention that um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh. Yeah. 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 Powerful. Snake surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Chilled <laughs> monkey brains. <laughs> it's just a soup with an eyeball in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's awful, isn't it? Uh, what kind of <laughs> palace is this that serves soup with eyeballs in it? <laughs> Well, Tom, it's in a different part of the world it's where people of a different colour live. It's, it's, They're not it's, like it's no one foreign. is eating this. <laughs> it's tremendously foreign, Tom. You wouldn't understand. They but cut that, the snake open. There's more snakes inside. That's a surprise. <laughs> but, but then, then they eat the living snakes. Yum yum yum. <laughs> they just have. No, one of the monkeys are going extinct. They're, <laughs> they're serving a monkey head to every one of those people. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, dear. On a positive note, though, birds of prey. Oh, yeah. That whole sequence. Oh, the sandwich bit. Yeah. That is the hottest shit. Yeah. That's a hot sandwich. Oh. Yeah. That is a that is a sexy fucking sandwich. That's so good. <laughs> it's also shot so perfectly as well. Yeah. Like, and, it's, and it's shot to get you in the shoes of Holly. Yeah. Like, like, oh, you're yeah. like, I want that sandwich. I understand why she wants that sandwich now. Like, and 
better yet, she's after a night out, mm. right? So th- that's why I think people like who don't like Birds of Prey, you know, fair enough, there's plenty of legitimate criticisms, mm. but there are parts of this which I think it's only fair to just recognise what they want the audience feeling. Mm. Because they did it so spectacularly, which is after a night out, she wants something greasy. Yeah. She, the, the Harley Quinn's whole character design is based around that walk of shame, mm. right? Her whole mindset is based around that walk of shame, right? Like that kind of like, I am bedraggled and I'm just going to do what it takes to just be comfortable. And yeah. she's also like, it's after a triumphant moment. Yeah. Mm. Something where she's like, she's got the thing she wants. She's happy and she's going to win finally by getting this sandwich. Mm. And then for like the whole following scene, like it gives you like an emotional like attachment to it. Oh, it's so good. God, mm. I want to eat that sandwich so much. Because like, again, I think it, it's, it says a lot about a character as to what they eat, how they eat it and mm. where they're eating it. Yes. Um, like I know Leon, I think has a glass of milk. Same with Hans Lander. You I just think, love milk. Tom. I think it, I think it would just, I think it would just be like a glass of a simple glass of milk yeah. would indicate a simplicity. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, and and again, like I'm thinking of films that have introduced characters as well now with with them eating. So like um, Death Proof. Uh, Stuntman Mike and Death Proof. That's the first scene of him eating. Yeah, eating those nachos. Um, Mad Max: Fury Road starts with Max oh, yeah. stomping on a lizard and then just munching down on oh, it. Does it? I, forgot, I, forgot. Yeah. I watched that recently. And I forgot about that. Yeah, great. It's it's like oh my god, this is this is a weird world. Mm. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, like that whole whole opening shot says a lot about the world and the character. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think. I feel like that's a trope in that that series or that that genre actually. The like things getting killed immediately. Mm. I don't and, know why I feel like that. But I, maybe it's just because it's like that, mm. and also Borderlands. The whole series has an opening tr- uh, crawl, which is driving or or some manner of conveyance mm. smashing into something and killing it. Yeah. Um. Mm. Uh, and it's like that's a really good way of like you know bringing out uh the brutality of the world that you live in yeah it's yeah it's it's um by by doing by killing something within the first you know within the first scene or two of a movie Mm. you um uh depending on how you do it and how the characters in that world react to it Mm. you get to see like you get a tone for the world you see how casual death is holy shit yeah versus how you know if, if someone does that and no one reacts you see okay this is where, where death is just normal or at least for this group of people death is normal it's a very casual thing that Max does at the yeah. start of Fury yeah. Road which is just he just, just stomps on it stomps on it and jumps it and he's it like sh- very quick about it yeah. just, got and it. it shows you his whole attitude which yeah. is like gotta get out of it yeah bye uh, and gonna kill anything eat the it. deliberation there is yeah. just done. strangely yeah. what that's sort of made me think of is the opening scene of House of Cards Never where watched there's it. Uh, where this dog's been hit by a car. I think it's uh, mm. Kevin Spacey's neighbor's dog. Yeah, and he's talking to the audience while he's sort of sort of stroking stroking yeah. this dog, and then he, he's talking about like weakness and, mm. and sort of like being left to die and stuff like that. 
and then he just puts the dog out of his misery. That's yeah. the opening scene of this series. What a great way to set up a character. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly enough, though, he spends a lot of time eating raw steak uh, in that series, which yeah. is another thing. It's like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's a villain thing. It's, yeah. He's yeah. consuming something. It's uh, like, yeah, Jabba the Hutt as well has a lot to eat. Is he? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's chomping he's, down on, on a frog right, thing. Right, yeah. Yeah. Little frog thing in, in his mm. little jar at the side. Yeah, mm. I mean, this is, you know... <laughs> his little jar jar. His, <laughs> his little jar jar, yeah. This ties into the idea that, you know, people who eat a lot are bad. Yes, yeah. And therefore, some... if you're fat, you are bad. There's a code... And, and actually, we're guilty of it on Life's Pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we do that quite a lot, where we've, we've done films where, you know, someone's being carried around on a palanquin and eating people and he's just so big and fat and he's eating oh. people. I mean, I've been there for it. Was that... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that Ken Branner in that Yeah, that was yeah. Ken Branner. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're completely I guilty of this trope. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very common trope and it's sort of... It's a... You know, you've got to start... Until you start recognising it and kind of calling it out, it's something you just don't really realise. Yeah. Mm. It's, um, um, it's, it's it like, I mean, if we tried to stay away from tropes in Lives of Pitch, we'd never make a podcast. No. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's worth recognizing. Either yeah, lean heavily like, or yeah. not at all. But food extremes in general, like people who don't eat are like shown as being like weird in some way. And people man. who eat too, yes, yes. And people who eat too much are, are weird in a, in a whole yeah. different way. And, and it's, it's just this weird like dichotomy. People who give food are always... Uh, Nice. Mm. It's a way, like, that is a way of coding uh, generosity and, and safety with someone. Just like saying, mm, "What a uh, mint." Uh, I mean, Aladdin. Ghibli movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ghibli. Oh, I forgot. Ghibli movies. I completely forgot about oh, food in Ghibli, Ghibli, Ghibli movies. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah, it's it's all about like home, oh. unless it's Spirited Away, in which case oh, the, don't the bad good guy the ba- the who bad. you're not really sure about. Bad no face. Loads. Munching down on everything, and the piggies, <laughs> and the piggies as well. Yeah. Oh, it's a good movie. That is. Yeah, it's a great movie. Oh, yeah. Ghibli food is, is something else, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, yeah. a, it, it's just a something out. It's outside of the regular filmic language of mm. food. Yeah. Um, there is just clearly a love of food in Studio Ghibli. It's mm. great. Um, I love it. There is a, a a pure desire to want to convey how good food tastes yeah. yeah and looks and feels and the texture of it and it all comes through mm. oh so good like it's... I've had Mocky and I don't really like it. it I don't like the texture of it it's too soft but every time I watch a Ghibli movie I'm like ooh <laughs> maybe I like it now oh. <laughs> the fucking soup he makes in uh, Mononoke as well I've not oh. watched that for so long I've got to get back to it oh it's so good mm. um, but yeah like like you said not eating, I think, is quite an interesting trope. Yeah. Um, like Guillermo del Toro talking about the pale man. Oh. The idea of so having this feast in front of it. Yeah. Um, of him. And uh, it just being a and, temptation and, and, and for never, anyone who... never touching it. Yeah. yeah. More food than it could possibly eat. Yeah. And the only reason it... But, but will go absolutely spare if anything anyone else tries to take it mm. yeah um uh, and you know Guillermo del Toro you know he, he, he's he's on record saying you know that is he's a pale man he's a white man for a reason yeah, yeah. and it's a it's a, a metaphor for capitalism yeah. yeah and like the rich 
uh, the 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 idea that you that he can't concede any ground whatsoever, mm. even though he has more than he could ever use. I need to watch that movie again. I watched it when I was a kid and got terrified of that pale man. Pan's, mm. Pan's Labyrinth. The pale man is really the highlight of, yeah. of Pan's Labyrinth. Um, it's, it's a great a, movie. It's a senior remember. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I mean, is that and the bottle? That the, the commander in that like he's introduced oh, by eating shit, a lot, yeah. and then he like at a feast. Someone pisses him off, and it's just him getting this wine bottle and just smashing this guy's face in. Horrible. Yeah. So horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a good movie. It's a good, good movie. movie, but it's a scary movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a big scary time. Hmm. I think that's that's all I can think of right now. Yeah. For for food in 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 movies. If you listeners have any any other. Uh, favorite food moments in film do do get in touch we yeah. do, uh, even beyond this conversation we'd like to hear from you yeah um but yeah that's uh that's going to be the deleted scenes I, I, that's nearly an hour yeah. and i think oh. that is a a, it's a the wonderful food spesh. it's a wonderful yeah. self-contained conversation about food and movies yeah, it's great so i hope you enjoyed it and uh we'll see you uh, next time consider like sh- liking sharing the podcast and um, you know if this is your first time listening to something uh, you probably actually wanted to start with the episode with the episode itself but yeah. you know uh, ha- happy to have you on board thank you for coming on Jenny oh thanks for letting me come and talk about food a lot it's oh. been it's been great fun um, and, and now we're going to get on with actually recording the, the food episode yeah we're going to pitch a movie <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Life's of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.